Hey guys, welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, we head down to Chandler and hang out with Steve and Sean from Helver Brewing Company, drink some great beers, have some awesome food, hang out with some cool people. So, before we get into that though, we've got some pretty cool merchandise for you guys right now. We've got some hats and we've got some shirts. Throw some pictures up on social media pretty soon. Hoping to get a store up here pretty soon as well, but if you guys are interested in a hat, trucker style hats, $15, or a t-shirt, $20, reach out to me, eric at tapthataz.com, or reach out on social media, Instagram and Facebook. All right, let's tap into Helver Brewing Company. All right, so we are on uh, Ray Road. Is this Ray Road, right? Ray Road, McClintock. Ray Road, McClintock. I'm at a, at a hell of a brewery. Hell of a brewing company. Hell of a brewing company, yes. <laughs> yes. Dudes, thanks for having me in. Thanks for coming. For this coming. is, it, it seems, you guys opened up, what, about two months ago? Two months ago, yeah. It seems like it's been a little bit longer than that. Probably for you even as well, right? Uh, well, a long time in the making. <laughs> three years. Three yeah. years to get here. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's meet you guys first. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Sean Shepard. Uh Co-owner here at Hell of a Brewing Company. Steve Stone, co-owner and uh, brewmaster here. The brewmaster. Yeah, the brewmaster. Capital M for master. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> brewmaster slash meister. Yes. Yeah, meister. Beautiful. And I'm drinking. I, I went with uh, I went with the popular choice, right? Right yeah. away. While I'm setting up the equipment, I'm like, I like to have a, like to have a beer. So what do we got here? The juice got, is loose. The juice, the is, juice loose. is Is that what it's called? The juice is juice loose? Juice is loose, yeah. Juice, yeah. Is yeah. Loose. New oh, England uh, New England style IPA. I love it, man. It's really good. And uh, Luke has the uh, Kolsch. Okay. Fantastic Kolsch. Thank yeah, you. the Thank Das you. Gut. Das Gut. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Uh, and why Das Gut? Uh, well, in German, that means it's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a it German is, style. Yeah, it's a German. It's German style. So we use actually the German malts that, that they use in Cologne. So we said let's just, let's go all the way. I mean, it's traditional German Kolsch, and let's give it a traditional kind of a German name and make a catchy name. And yeah. And so there it is. <laughs> nice, yeah, tasty yeah. beer too. Yeah. Very tasty. Turned out beer. exceptionally well. And we've got quite a few beers here in front of us that we're going to taste. We'll get into that in a minute, but. Um, why would you go through the hell of opening a brewery, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, all you guys, yeah, like because you you got the experience, right? You got the pro yeah. the pro experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It's been quite the journey. Um, you know, we really. I'm a home brewer. Um, I I'm a whiz kid on the smoker, so that's kind of my passions of ah, smoked nice. foods and brewing beer, and you know, I'd have a smoke a pork butt and, and have buddies come to the house and oh my god this is one of the best beers i ever had and oh my god this is the best pork pulled pork i ever had you know and and it was one of those things where my wife and i knew we wanted to open up a business uh my wife was friends with steve's daughter knew, knew her through uh they used to ride horses together and things like that so gotcha. um we just kind of had the idea one day you know okay what if and how long ago? Like you said, one day was this? Three years ago. Three, okay. so a little over three years <laughs> yeah. ago now. All right. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where we were able to slowly put it together over time and start to put a business plan together. And the what if turned into, well, maybe, you know, yeah. hey, and this might just happen, you know. And we started to see that there's, you know, if you look at breweries per capita per person, 
I mean, Phoenix is what the number four, number five largest city in America. And yeah, I mean, we're nowhere near the breweries per capita of the the Denver and, and sure. L.A. and I think San Diego big, County itself yeah, has yeah. more than our state, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. hands down. Yeah. City of Portland too. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Bend even, yep. Yep. <laughs> Bend, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So you know, it was one of those things where we saw where there was potential growth in. Um, so I just started chasing Steve, you know, yeah. sending him text, sending him emails. And I mean, at first he's like, who the heck's this crazy guy? I don't even, I think the first couple of times I, I called him or emailed him. I don't even think he called me back. You know, and I, <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm pretty relentless. So I just kept on him and on him. And finally we agreed to meet up to have a beer. And, um, you know, I just kind of told him a little bit about what was going on and I don't, at first, I thought he, you know, he probably thought, well, it's just another guy coming up full of crap. And so many people you know, wanted like, oh, oh I don't know, yeah. Brewery, yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. I was pretty busy at that time, you know, at, with us, and and, yeah. uh, uh, and I'm just like going, oh, I'll hear him out, and then, sure. and then and then I was, you know, it got a little bit better and a little bit, bit more interesting, and then I wasn't sure that I wanted to make a move, and I said, well, what I will do is well, I'll help you out and make sure that you don't make mistakes, yeah, and, you know, and get sold a bill of goods that you don't need to have advisory and, 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 yes, type of role. Okay, we'll make sure you get the equipment you want and not overboard and, sure. and get things laid out. So I said that's a big thing. Sometimes if you don't get somebody at the beginning of it. You kind of get stuck with what the manufacturer thinks what you need, ah, and, 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 yeah. and, and that and that's typical because most of the manufacturers know that you don't really know what you want. Yeah, and a lot of times you don't even have a footprint of the building that you're going to put it into, so ah. they, they send you all these drawings. Oh, look how nice this will look, you know, and this and that, and yeah. you're like trying to envision it when you don't even have a property yet. You know? That's so, true. That's yeah. So I said I, I I will agree to that, and then we'll we'll just pl- go along with the role of this thing, and we went through a lot of. A lot of different things over the next year yeah, or so. Yeah. So you went to him. You you pursued him. He thought you were the crazy guy. Probably still hasn't changed, right? Like, <laughs> see, uh, no, no. I'm, I'm still I still pull the reins every once in a while. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. He's he's an excited guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve's more of that. Uh, he likes to brew the traditional styles, and I'm more the want to do the crazy ones. Sure. And, yeah. You know, I think we complement each other pretty well, and, and you know, he, I get some wild crazy idea at my, uh, you know. Uh, up in the air on on what something I want to brew next, and you know he reels me in on. Uh, let's not do <laughs> yeah, too outside right. the box. Right. You know? He'll give me the idea, and then I'll get online and I'll start reading different stuff from different brewers that I know, and 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 look at what's if that's something that's really something we want to try to do here, and is it the right time of year to do it? Ah, gotcha. Is that's it on, true. Is it on the front end of the of uh, popularity, or is sure. it kind of waning? You know, so, yeah. Uh, something new comes out, and everybody drops what they were drinking, and they jump on on board. So yeah. you're going to get stuck with you know too too much of one beer, and it's going to get get it old. And so you want to make sure that you don't get something out there. You're just going to set on. You know, that's so, true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. The other thing too is, I mean, we've been open two months, so. The, the the thought of doing some wild crazy stuff just straight off the bat, you know, is a little maybe a <laughs> yeah. little overzealous, right? You know? Right, just coming out of the rocket, yeah. just like yeah. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so so what kind? Because I mean, um, I saw some of the things. I don't have a menu in front of me, but I know there's a Kolsch, there's a light lager, there's a smoked porter, yeah. juicy IPA. So what are some of the crazy ideas that you have? You don't have to give any secrets away, yeah, but no. like, what's what's? Oh, I you know I had I think I had a bright idea of. Well, first couple of weeks after we were open, I wanted to do a Belgian quad. And, okay. you know, I mean, we were still kind of working out the kinks on our mm-hmm. brand new brewery system. And, you know, hey, let's do like a 12% Belgian quad. You know? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm going, no. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, 
is like not happening. Shaking your head, yes, but no, yeah, no, yeah. that's not gonna happen. I, mean, I was more interested in getting like you know six to eight, eight the beers that you can walk, you can walk in here any any time and get. Yeah, and then and then supplement it with some seasonal stuff. You know, uh, as the seasons change, you'll you'll get the lighter beers for summer and, and that kind sure. of stuff. But uh, you know, I think it's important that you know you have at least a core beer set of beers that people can come in here every time and go. Right. No, it's going to be on tap. Absolutely, so, the flagships. Yeah, yeah the yep. flagships. Yeah. So we're trying we're trying to get eight to ten of those and then having you know two four whatever we, whatever we have room for uh down the road and yeah. uh, as as something pops up you know we, there's all kinds of new brewing stuff out there the brute beers and things like that you know it's a uh, you know it goes goes good goes well in southern california i was very popular over there but uh you know is it as popular over here i, I don't sure. know yet so but in the neighborhood too yeah, right you got to yeah, go with yeah, like yeah. with the like the the people because they're is there who's close to you guys like brewery wise like because everything's pretty spread out here for the most yeah, part we're on yeah. a little bit of an island i mean yeah bj's brewery and probably hop central oh so gotcha hop okay. central yeah. their brewery i know they do the contract stuff yeah. um they're pretty close to us yeah. here and uh, Santan San Marcos would yeah. be the next closest. Gotcha. Santan Verge. Okay. Yep. BJ's probably is our closest, Pro- closest bigger, brewery. Yeah. bigger yeah. brewery. Yeah. You know, gotcha. That kind of thing. One of my old alma maters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we, we were talking about BJ's, that the other day. Yeah. We were talking about the the legends that come from from BJ's. We were yeah. at Pedal House. Doc, yeah, Doc's Doc, a, yeah, a Doc, BJ's guy. Doc hired me there. Yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, Ginger stole me away when he opened up the, the Husbrook. So. <laughs> Ginger, you call him Ginger? Yeah. Is that what you call him directly? Yeah. Jeff, oh, yeah Jeff. Always, that's what he was known at the brewery. It was Ginger, you know. With Ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Huss for everybody yeah, who was at. Sure, Jeff's <laughs> just thrilled to hear that. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's just probably shaking his head, just yeah. like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, Steve. next time we come to borrow something from him, he's probably going to be like, yeah, you know what? We're out. <laughs> the Ginger's out. The he's, ginger's he's, out. Learned, he's learned to expect anything out of my mouth. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- that brings up a good point. So, so you've got uh, well. First of all, let's go back. Let's go back to the '70s real quick, Steve. Right? Okay, okay. You were very comfortable in front of this microphone. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go way back over here. Yeah. 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 So he was telling me about you were the radio manager in uh, college. Right? College. Yeah. WPCS. Yeah. At um, William Penn. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I, I'm not trying not to steal him. But if he gets really comfortable in front of this mic, you know, it's, yeah. No. Second calling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. How did you go from? Because you said you were a firefighter for thirty-two years. Thirty-two in Tempe, years. Yeah. 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 So um, where did the beer come in? Like, where did that come into play? I started. I started a home brewer in the late nineties. My my wife, you know, bought me a little uh, brew kit for Christmas, and I brewed. I think two on the sto- stove in the kitchen, and then she said, "Nope, you're out in the garage. Or you're out yeah. back." You know. <laughs> so I had to buy a big burner, and you know, and, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and <clears throat> so I ended up. I ended up in uh, about 2002 taking a uh, advanced home brewing class up in uh, from Siebel in um, Durango. Okay. And uh, they had uh, some pretty good instructors there and stuff. And, and when I came back after the week, I come back and I told her, I said, "There is so much I don't know about home brewing." Yeah. You know, so I said, "You know what? When I retire from the fire department, I want to take this professionally." So I, you know, about four or five years down the road, I retired. Yeah. Uh, made arrangements to go to Siebel in Chicago. We moved up there for the summer. Went to school. Uh, and then it was like November when we left there, and they were going to go to Munich. And I said, I don't want to go to Germany in the middle of winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I made arrangements to go there in in April okay. uh, with the next class, and, yeah. which was much nicer. The weather was beer gardens. Sure. <laughs> beer gardens were starting to open it up and stuff ah, like that. Nice. So I came back, and that was uh, in the summer of 2008, and there wasn't any jobs available. As a matter of fact, I was going over to Rock Bottom at a time. A friend of mine, Guy Bartmus, was the brewer over there. 
and just helping him out for free, you know, yeah. as much as he so he could let me do, you know, because of the corporate brewing. Sure. Uh, and then about a year later, well, he calls me up and he said, hey, how would you like to be my assistant? And I said, sure. He goes, what do you feel about commuting? And I know that he got he was let loose because uh, he was the, US, the youngest brewer there, and he'd come from Cincinnati, so he got booted out and got a job at Lake Havasu, but I didn't know that. I thought he was on the west side of the, uh, of the valley. So commute to Lake Havasu. <laughs> so, so, he goes, so he goes, yeah, I said, oh, I, th- I, I think that's perfectly fine. I can go on the west side. He goes, well, it is pretty far west. I go, what are we talking? And he goes, Lake Havasu City at, at Muchark. <laughs> uh, and he goes, it's 213 miles from your door to the door of the brewery. So he goes, uh, how would you think about doing that? He goes, I don't need you every day. But he said, maybe come up for the week, stay in my sure. spare bedroom. So I did that for a year on and off. I'd leave at 5 a.m. on Monday morning, come back at 8 o'clock at night. Uh, did that for a whole year and then came down and uh, one of the assistant brewers at BJ's was leaving. And and uh, Jeff was was also Ginger. Yeah, Ginger, was Ginger, also, yeah. was, was also a Siebel graduate a couple of years before m- myself. So yeah. we uh, were hit, the, got, you know, hit it off really, really well. And he... Uh, Doc hired me as assistant brewer there, and I spent a couple of years there. And so Doc and, and Jeff were there at the same yes. point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Well, I never Doc, knew that. Yeah, Doc was always there because he was head of R&D for, for um, the uh, restaurant corporation. Gotcha, so. okay. So he would come in, and, and basically he'd come up with some of the recipes, and he'd just make sure the quality control was there, and, and he had to answer to all the executives and stuff like that. So, gotcha. Uh, uh, and so, but he'd come in every once in a while. He just had had to brew, and he'd help us out uh, lo- lo- yeah. loading trucks every once in a while. So, so for a while, Doc was he, he wasn't even the brewing aspect of it. No, he kind of uh, was in the office. He had yeah. his own little office there, and he'd just come in and make sure we were we were on the straight and narrow and doing things that we were supposed to do. Uh, and then Jeff left and decided to start his own business, and uh, I, he said, "I want like it come to work for me." And I said, "Sure." Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, ground floor thing. So I, yeah. I worked for him about you know a little over four years. So, and then and then uh, Sean grabbed me. Then this crazy guy here, <laughs> yeah, chasing him and chasing him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so you uh, so you, you this is not the first business you've owned though, Sean, right? Uh, so both my wife and I run a mortgage team. So we have okay. a business within a business. So gotcha. Technically, we don't own the mortgage company, but okay. we're basically contractors for the company. Gotcha. So we run our. I mean, I don't really like have a set schedule or anything like that yeah. and do outside sales and that's one um, of the nice things about working on mortgages right yes the, yeah the freedom <laughs> although uh, nights weekends sometimes holidays uh yeah there's definitely gives give and takes on it you know yeah. that's for sure um i worked mortgages for one year in pennsylvania <laughs> 2006. Six? Yep. Yep. I know. And uh, did you? How'd you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's everybody... when everyone was in it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm pretty sure that was my lowest income year, like my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah. I was just wasn't cut out for it. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough gig, man. It it's, is. It's a it tough is. Gig. Yeah. Uh, both my wife and I have been in 20 years plus. So. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, that's kind of one of the only things I've only known as far as you know for a long time as far as business and and it got to the point where. My heart was still in it, but not not as much. I just I found myself wanting to have that more of the creative side that ah, nice. you know that goes yeah. with something along like this. And and you know I guess sometimes you just never know what you want to be when you grow up, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I was going to say so in the sixty days that you've learned uh, here compared to mortgages, but I should say in the last three years and sixty days, right? You're right, yeah. right? Yeah. Is is there a lot more stress that comes with this? Oh than, my gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow, a tremendous amount. Yeah. Um I think just the project development aspect of, of putting a project like this size together. Sure. You know, it's just it's 
it's numbing. Like you, you think, well, not even you think, you know, hey, it's going to be one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. But you're opening up three businesses in one. You really are. Mm. And not to mention <clears throat> you're, you're bringing in that restaurant aspect that has such a high failure ratio on it. So what do you mean by three restaurants so, in one? So you're opening one. up three businesses in one. So okay. you're opening up. Or three, that's right. We're yeah. opening up a brewery. Okay. We're opening up a restaurant and we're opening up a bar. Ah, gotcha. So you've yeah. got the craft cocktails that come along with it. We've got eight wines on tap. Um, you know, we're a full bar. We have a, a pretty extensive bourbon and scotch menu. You know, there's a there's three true businesses within one. There's just a sure. lot of people don't see that side of it. You know, they get to yeah. see on the they sit on the other side of that bar, yeah. and you know, they really they get to enjoy it, but they don't really get to see what goes in. From start to finish, yeah. you know, it's one thing to to dream and romanticize about opening up sure. a brewery. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. wanna, you know what drunk guy has it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or a bar or a restaurant. All three oh, of those yeah, are such exactly. like you know, so such fantasy yeah. things. Oh, right? every home brewer in America wants to open up their own brewery. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. um, it's it just it's just a tremendous amount of stress and and um, just. It's hard. I mean, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Uh, once once we got going and we got running and um, it was our it was our first week. We'd worked. I mean, I think I worked probably seventy plus hours that week. And my wife and I went home Friday afternoon and had to come back to the brewery for something. So we pull up in the parking lot. There's no parking whatsoever. Uh, I think. We temporarily pull into a handicapped spot on the side yeah. real quick because we had to run something. <laughs> it's in. the first time he's ever torn yeah, by yeah, this Steve Ray. Right? Yeah, <laughs> now he's got his little parking space out back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I got the parking spot in the back. Yeah, um, you know, and to see us completely packed out, patios packed inside, and there's a line just goes all the way out the door, and it was this humbling moment that this project that we all put together, you know, with Steve, my wife, and I, and it. It just kind of hit home to where, oh my God, like it really happened, and yeah. and holy crap, people actually like this dream that that we had, this this yeah. project that we did, and um, it was humbling. It really was humbling. It was that humbling moment where I was like, wow, all this hard work really paid off. Yeah, and I remember texting Steve that night and telling him about the weight we had and the line out the door, and um, you know, it was one of those, you know, almost bring a tear to your eye text. You know, sure, it was, yeah, it's crazy, but. Yeah. Um, it was good. And I think after that, it was like the stress level has been slowly decreasing and coming down and yeah. getting a little bit better. And you realize like, all right, you know, we're, we're all right. It's, it's this is rolling. This is we're, rolling we're now. Here. Yeah. It's yeah. for real now. It's <laughs> right. for real. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you fixed, I, you keep fixing problems and I oh. think the problems get smaller and smaller eventually. You hope they certainly do, but yeah, you know, some days we'd walk in here and he, he was going to help me brew and I wouldn't see him all day Yeah, because yeah, right. he was putting <laughs> other fires out. Oh, on the other gotcha. Side of the yeah. It was yeah. one right after the other, after the other, after the other. And it, you know, when you, this is a 6,000 square foot building, we tore it down to the floor and then we tore 75% of the flooring out. Oh, really? You know, so, so to go in and, and put it all together, the, the electrical and plumbing and all the engineering aspects of it, it it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what I kept telling, you know, I had friends and, and family that stopped by and check out the brewery and the construction. And what I kept saying is, 
I didn't know if we were going to launch this brewery into space or like make it a brewery. I mean, all the <laughs> electrical <laughs> yeah. and plumbing that went into this thing was nuts. I mean, they were here. It's a like, missile silo. You guys yeah, exactly, right? Silo. Yeah. yeah. So we're launching well, rockets. The, yeah, then the, yeah, and the construction schedules kind of got out of whack, so everything was planned to come in when it was needed. And so it all came in at once, and so yeah. we basically had to crawl over, move, push, slide everything, take yeah. it outside some some days uh, just to get the overheads and stuff sure. down. Yeah. Uh, and it, I remember one night we came in and we had all the equipment down at the other end of the brewery, and they had to come down there and work the next day. So we took everything that was piled up down there and moved it all to this end. <laughs> moving, and, and then two moving days later, stuff. moved it back again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, because yeah. this used to be uh, used to be a zips. zips yeah. 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 So so you guys had to basically tear it down to the studs pretty yeah. much right yeah, yeah we really did we yeah. really did i mean the we we had the brewery floor completely redone it was completely jackhammered out torn out all the plumbing and everything rained for the brewery um we had special flooring put in we had the floor sloped down so that you know we, uh, we're not sitting there slopping around in the brewery sure, all day. Sure. Yeah, actually yeah. that was one of steve's Steve's big requirements. Yes, that yeah. is dry uh, floors. Yep. In order for him to come over here, he has to have dry floors. So those, those dry floors, floors. Yep. What do you mean by so meaning, like meaning the, it had to have sloped, the and sloped. sloped and trench drains. Here's here's uh, a little picture of what it looked like when we started after we stripped it out. Oh wow, it looks a little bit different, but there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, a yeah. But you got the of all the things on there, you got the ASU, the Sun Devil on the on yeah. the back brick that, wall. That was from the old yeah, zips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah. So that was this. So as I'm looking this way, that's what that would have been was, on this back wall. Oh, this gotcha. back wall here. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So hey, you know what though, man? You came in with requirements. Like yeah, yeah, I'm in. But oh yeah, Steve here's, said yeah. here's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so how did you guys uh, get this location? Like, how did you? Because this seems like a prime spot. It is. You know, actually, it took us a while to get this <laughs> Steve's spot. laughing. Oh, well, we were under no negotiations idea. on another property, actually, oh. for a while. Okay. Gosh, yeah, within, a, I don't know. Six, we were, seven months? Yeah, we were within a couple of days of signing the lease on it, and it, it dropped off the market for yeah. financial reasons. Unbeknownst uh, to us at the time, we were figuring this was going to be our building. Yeah. We'd had our contractors come in, and we had we talked about ideas to how we went, needed to change things and stuff like that. And the next thing we know, they say it's not available. Yeah. Um, so it's the, the old Tilted Kill over on Kyrene and Warner. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which, in hindsight, um, this is a better spot, we really yeah. think. You know, I, I think it was just meant to be. Um, sure. The parking over there is real tough. You know, it's real tough to if you get it. It's got that tight backyard, yeah. back area, right? Yeah. It's, it's hard to get in and out of. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, we were in negotiations with that for a while. It kind of fell out, and we were in a bit of a funk and kind of looking at a couple other spots. And, you know, there's been so many times during this thing from start to finish that, you hit a wall and you wonder, okay, can we go past this wall? Are we going to yeah. be able to make yeah. it actually happen? Yeah, you know, and, bust right and through like the Kool Aid Man, right? There you go, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> you know, no, and there's a limited, <laughs> limited amount of retail, you know, buildings out there that that you can do uh, build a brewery in and build a restaurant and, and a bar in. Yeah. So, and then have the demographics in the same area. We, right, we, right, we were right. we were all over the East Valley here looking at stuff, you know, down toward Ocotillo and out towards Santan. And yep. uh, you were you were up on actually North Tempe looking at something I didn't know about yeah. until yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? yeah. He's like, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna bring yeah, you into this one even thing. Work yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he he just called me up and say, look, we got this building. I want you to come look, meet me here at at, at 12 noon, you know, or something like that. And we go and look through it, and we're like, going, no, this is not going to work or they yep. wouldn't allow you to have an outdoor patio oh, uh, was, yeah. was a big thing because that was one of the prerequisites just we wanted to be able to have that yep. um so we looked at a lot of buildings and uh, and this one actually came up 
fairly quickly, I think. Well, so the the thing is that it was available for a while, and for some reason, I don't know why my my wife and I kind of shrugged it off. I don't. Okay. I have no idea why. Interesting. And then all of a sudden, um, um, I think I was driving by here for something, and I saw it. I'm like, what about the old Zips? It's been yeah. there. It's been vacant for a while. And so we reached out to our real estate agent, and and um, he's like, yeah, it's available. Let's go show it. And so he's like, oh, the owner's going to fly out and meet you too. And he came out from California and wanted to know about, wanted to know about our project and yeah. you know what we had going on. So uh, did some research on us. All of a sudden, he knew that Steve was the was uh, old head brewer over at Huss and you know that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. oh boy, okay. So he got excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, like, all right, this is a good <laughs> so spot. It was really cool. Yeah. We had it, and, and you know, we started negotiations and put it all together and. And uh, here we are. Here it is. <laughs> well, dude, I love it. So, because when we came in, I just looked at the spot. I'm like, man, this is great. You got a great patio. When you pop these doors open, changes it completely. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it just. It, this is just that continuous space. Inside, um, outside. Yeah. It's a beautiful spot, man. Thank you. You, you guys thank did you. a, a thank great you, job. Yeah. Um, one thing I really noticed was like right out of the gate, you guys had the branding down solid. Like that was. Thank you. You got that. <laughs> yeah. So how? What, how? First of all, the name. Love the name. And Thank you. I don't Bye. know if you got. Well, you're a Midwest guy. Yes. You yeah. remember hell of a hell of a good or hell of a good French onion dip. Oh, that, sound, <laughs> that that does sound familiar to me. Yeah. Well, so when I moved, out, I moved out here in 2007, and I was so excited to move away from Ohio. And I go to the grocery store like a week into being here. I'm like, I'm going to get some hell of a good French onion dip and some Lay's potato chips. And I'm like, they don't have hell of a good dip. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Yeah. So then I realized, all right, that's a, that's a regional, you know, that's, yeah. that's a yeah. Midwest yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, so when you guys were opening up, it made me think of the hell of a, hell hell of a good dip. Oh, yeah. nice. I, you yeah. Actually, I'd never even heard of that before. So yeah. there we go. Get a little name recognition. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, there's actually a little bit of a backstory on the name hell of a. Uh, my wife and I, we, we had previous business partners we were going in with and had another name picked out. And had a falling out with them, and we had to kind of split ways and change things up, and we couldn't take the name with us because it was kind of a joint thing. Okay. And so we really wanted to come up with something that was Arizona-themed. You know, sure. like, okay, Diamondback Brewing. We go online, look, it's taken. Yeah. Uh, monsoon Brewing, because, you know, Monsoon Storm's out. Yeah. Right? We go on, look, it's taken. Yeah. Uh, Cactus <clears throat> Bro- or Saguaro Brewing Company, uh, taken. Everything we kept thinking and it's probably of, probably in like Vermont. It actually is. So Monsoon Brewing, I think, is in Vermont or really? real, like some state that I would never picture to have monsoons sure. in. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like Diamondback Brewing was in like South Carolina or something. I'm like, what the? Do they even have Diamondback snakes? Right. Um, so it was one of those things where everything we kept coming up with was taken. Everything yeah. Arizona themed that we want. I mean, we didn't want like coyote brewing or right. you know right. something kind of lame. You know, um, dry heat. Yeah, <laughs> dry, <laughs> dry, dry heat. Dry heat I actually might be a good one. Someone yeah. might take that exactly. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my wife and I were sitting there going through names and enjoying a bottle of wine, and you know, we just she she's like, you know what? Whatever name we come up with, it's going to be a hell of a brewing company. And I was like, that's it. Ah, that's nice. it. You nailed it. Yeah. That's it. And ah, the dude, Brewing like Company was nailed that story, night. That's like storybook, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like when someone just like just off the cuff, like, ah, this is. Oh, yeah. And so you looked. And there totally was, on a win. Was like, it? Yep. We're yeah. like, okay, it's got to be taken. Sure, yeah. It's got to be taken. Yeah. Nope. 
Dang, nothing. yeah. So, so what, what? Why the blue flame? Why the blue flame blue instead flame of blue flame for yeah. for propane? Ah, so we didn't nice. want the red okay. flame, to, you know, too much to signify of hell. Sure. You know. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I was saying, I, I think I told you. I said I think brimstone burns blue. Yeah, at one point in conversation we yes, had, and, yes. and they kind of went, "Oh, blue flame, that's pretty good." And I said, yeah. "Yeah, in propane, you know, when it's in natural gas, when it's when it's regulated right, burns yeah. a nice blue." Yep. And I go, yeah. "This is catchy, you know." Yeah. And there was there's several other breweries that have the blue, uh, the red flames and stuff, so we sure. didn't want to encroach on their stuff. So yeah. we said, we'll just go with the blue. Yeah. So if you look at you know like our coolers and stuff like that, we've got the blue accent lighting, the blue accent lighting on on the, um, the brew house itself. Yep. I know that. Yep. So we kind of kind of blended it all together, and you throw that on the sign outside at night, and it looks really really oh, good too. I bet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it turned out yeah. really good. I like yeah. it. So who put the was it you you and your wife and Steve that that put the, all the branding together? Uh, so actually we hired uh, a. A friend of ours to come up with the branding aspect of it. Nice. And we must yeah. have looked at, you know, fifty different variations sure. of the logo. Yeah. And I kept shooting Steve. Okay, what do you think about this? Okay, what do you think about that? Yeah. You know? um, so we actually had a, a friend of ours, Stephanie Cross, uh, who uh, wor- worked for actually I think she was actually part owner at the time, a company that did logos and, and marketing and things okay. like that, and she yeah. put it together and she was kind of the. Um, the brains behind it where okay. you know she kind of came up with the the rough ideas and you know and we between lisa her and i and, and steve's opinion we kind of put it all together and yeah. made it happen so nice yeah. nice yeah. now you're cranking out some great beers so what, what, what are the uh we we talked about the beer but um what are the flagships so, so you got the kolsch we have the, the the coast was the first one we did, and then we did a the Cascade Brigade, which is basically a single hopped pale ale. Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, then we did the uh, Hopalitic. Oh, is that the Hopadelic? Hopadelic. Hopadelic. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I usually talk. I usually talk beers in, in beer styles. Sure, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> I'm the name guy behind them. So the other day, so the other day, just to get away from it a little bit, the other day we, we put a new beer on. It's a, a Irish Red Ale. Okay, and uh, and I always call it the Irish Red. And so he comes in the other day, and he's talking about a stepchild, a red-headed stepchild. And I'm going, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, well, that's the new Irish ale name. I go, well, I didn't know that. I <laughs> so he'll come in, and you know, he'll, he'll name it something. I just call it, you know, a colch or whatever like that. And, yeah. and so he's, he's, in, he's got a whole book full of names that he oh, wants yeah. to use and stuff. Yeah. And Three I, years worth. I, yeah. I think the that's only awesome. one I named was the Red October one. Yeah. Uh, yep. Red yep. October. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And... Uh, so then we have uh, so, so we have that the uh, IPA and then the we have then we have the Aurora which is an amber ale uh, and then we have the uh, Chipotle Porter smoked porter nice then we have the the juice is loose we have a um, uh, American dry stout that we we do and oh yeah and then baby the, the red October and the red October which is a red IPA that's that's uh, kind of matured over French oak chips. Is, so that, get, is that on tap right now? Yes, it is. I need yes, to sir. get that one. Yeah. yeah. You have me at red I was going to actually have you finished on that one. Ah, nice. Oh, yeah, okay, so good. Way to hit it, buddy. Way to hit it. Yeah, that's, that's sure. what I was been, been brewing in my in my garage for about 10 years. And, nice. and everybody that comes over just drools over it. So I said, you know what? I'll put it out here and see if anybody else besides my family likes it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, you know, those, um, the IPAs, like the like black IPAs, white IPAs, red IPAs, other than like the Juicy in the West Coast, um, they're either people love them or they they don't like them at all. Right, right. right, right, right I yeah, love yeah. them, man. I, I love them. So yeah, obviously the red IPA is a hit here. So. Yeah, we brought it to Strong Beer Fest and uh, yeah. we sold out of our juices loose and red IPA 
within minutes of each other, and it was before the festival was done. Oh, yeah. nice. So nice. It, it, it was received quite well. I was glad, yeah. I was yeah. glad of that. So. Yeah. We also, um, there's one more you forgot there, our American Light Lager, the good old boy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that guy. The yeah. good old boy. <laughs> well, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one because there's not a, like, I, I think it's becoming more prevalent now. Um, for craft breweries to do the, do the lighter right. the beers. I, I kind of yeah. feel like that style is making a comeback. I those think, lagers. Yeah. Every, everything yeah. you read, it, it, it's, it's, it's coming back. I think the millennials like it, like mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, it's a really good transitional beer. for. I mean, it d- does yeah. have a little more flavor than the commercial varieties uh, that come from MBEV and, and uh, um, Miller and those guys. But um, the, we were trying to use the Kolsch for that, and sometimes because it's German style, it kind of scares people. Sure, um, yeah. And it was just if you could just get them to try it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, then, yeah. and I go, oh, I really, really like this. And then, and then there's, then they'll transition into some other things. They'll, they'll, they'll be a little tempted to try something different. Yep. You know, I've had, had lots of friends that. Uh, that's all they would drink Coors Light, you know, and I'm not going, and they come over to my house and, you know, try my home brew stuff. They go, this is pretty good. But then when you take them out, on the, uh, out for the night, yeah. the Coors Light, Miller Light, yep. Bud Light stuff yep, comes out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, where you thought you made progression a little bit. Like, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, and, yeah. and they were just yeah. trying to make me feel good. So. Sure. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, pours it out like when you're not yeah. looking. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We actually had, you know, when we first opened our, that, so we had the Aurora and, and probably our Das Gut, the, the German style culture, with our, our two lightest ones. And we had a lot of the, the, you know, the old zips. They were used to the Bud Light, Coors Light, you know. That's true. They come in. Yeah. I, I want a Coors Light. Well, no, yeah. we have, okay, we have this Kolsch that's, that's lighter style. We have an, a, a, our Aurora Amber that's lighter. And it was a, a lot of the, a lot of those drinkers came in and they were, you know, they were a lot of them would gravitate towards the Das Gut, the Kolsch, and you know, sometimes we see them back, sometimes not. And then all of a sudden, when we brought that American Light Lager on, and everyone that comes in is like, oh, you drink Bud Light or Coors Light, they're hooked on that. I, yeah. I got to tell you, that is I'm shockingly yeah. a real top seller. Yeah. You know, and I, when I first we first started brewing it, I'm like, because it's not a style that I really particularly gravitate towards. Sure, yeah. Um, but it was one of those ones where, okay, the purpose of this is to help bridge that gap between yep. those typical <laughs> American Bud Light, Coors Light drinkers into something craft. Right. And, and I've got several buddies that are like that, that, yep. you know, they'll come to my house and drink craft beer. And I'm like, oh, that's good. You know, they, oh, but I can only have one. I can only have one. <laughs> and, and then they come here and it's like, I see them 10, <laughs> 10 good old boys deep, up. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like hey, what happened to only one? Huh? Yeah. 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 They like that. They like that American light lager. That was so. a great move though. That was a great move on your guys' part because like, Hey, we're, we're taking over a spot that's been here for, it was probably here for what? 10, 15, 15 years. years. Yeah. 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 So you've got that, that clientele where you could have been the brewers like, no, this is what we're making. This is what you're going to drink. Right. You know, it's like, dude, we're going to make great beer. And Hey, I know you used to come here for, for this. Here's the one we yeah. made. Yeah. This is going to be so much fresher and, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it turned out to be a hit. I, I haven't yeah. had it yet. I haven't had yeah. it. I don't know. This is the smoke porter. I'm trying to smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. You know, I, I always, you know, so I like reading Yelp reviews as, as like a comedy type of thing. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I'm yeah. the person, I'm like, I'm just going to go to a place. I'm going to make my own conclusions. There you go. So when I go, I don't look for the top reviews. I look for the bottom reviews just to see how douchey people can be, right? <laughs> yeah. And somebody that's like, there's no smoke in this at all. I'm like, 
that's smoked. Yeah, that's a smoked right. porter. A that's palate a palate wrecker. Great, like yeah. if you if you sit there and have three of those, then go, try to go to a, like an American light lager. You're not going to taste that thing at all. I'm not going to taste anything for a couple of days <laughs> yeah. for that. Not <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. yeah I, I remember one night he was he was out doing some uh, touching uh, customers, you know, did some tabletops and stuff. And uh, we'd put that, the pulte had just come out. And he talked to one guy and, and he says, you know, this is really, really good. It's got plenty of smoke in it. I really like it. Yep. And then five minutes later, he runs into another table and they go, there's not enough smoke in it. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and so I said, you gotta you got to really quit worrying about. It, it, what everybody thinks your beer should t- do it. You, I mean, yeah. if you're happy with it and it's, it, it fits the style, then then you, you can't go wrong. That's great. You yeah. know? Great approach. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and that's and, and I and I brew, I like to brew the style. I I have done some crazy things, but ultimately you have to come back if you if you want to be recognized for something, you have to fit into a beer style. Yeah. You know, and if you right. want to win, if you want to win medals and stuff like that at GABF or something like that, it has to fit in the style. Sure. You know. Um, yeah. And I mean, we, we had guys in our home brew club that that would brew stuff. But you would just like go, "Why would you put that in there?" I mean, there was one guy uh, that brewed a pizza uh, beer. A pizza beer? It was horrible. <laughs> I love pizza, but I'm not. No, it does, it, it, it <laughs> does, I like pizza it, and beer, but not pizza. It, it, it didn't beer. go together. It, yeah. You know, it didn't go together. There was too much oil in it. You never could get a head on it, and it was just. It, so I'm saying, yeah, there's certain things you want to turn your head, turn your back to, and go. That's just not going to go well in, in beer. Yeah, yeah. you got to draw the line somewhere. I, I love exploration. Yeah. I love. Yeah. The guy's a dark sky that'll, you know, throw branches and bark into their beer to try it out. Yeah, yeah. But there's a line that you don't that you just yeah. And yeah. A lot of it's it's over ex- the a lot top. of it, a lot yeah. of it's experimental. Yeah. You think, oh yeah, it'll work, and then you you, you go, I'm going to take the chance, and I'll throw five pecan pies or something into sure. it or something like yeah. that. But you know, when you when you're doing finished products and you put it into a, into a beer, you're, you're kind of like got your fingers crossed that this is not going to follow this beer up and go and turn yeah. out to be something right. it wasn't intended to be. Right. right. And then of course you you don't, you don't want to get tied into artificial flavorings and, and, and extracts and stuff like that to flavor your beer. So uh, if you're going to do a fruit beer, you want to do real fruit puree. Right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's more natural that way. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's what, what we, when we did, at, when I was working for Huss, we've always used uh, the fresh fruit puree. We'd call up and they, we would say we need 60 pounds of uh, fresh raspberry. Yeah. You know, and they go, okay, it's going to take us three or four days. So they would go get the raspberries, process it, and yeah. then, and then overnight ship it to us. And then we brew the beer and it would go right in. So there nice. was less than 72 hours from the time that it was processed till it went into the beer. Yeah. Um, so I think I think there's 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 got to be there's got to be some type of uh, reins pulled back on some of the things you can throw in beer because yeah. unless you've got the money and the time and and to, to try something really really weird and out in left field, uh, I'm 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 still I'm still trying to just build our build our core beers yeah. first you know yep. and throw, throw throw something out there we're constantly talking about what we're going to do next and this and that right, and, right. and you know our next beer is basically going to be uh, a German style Hefeweizen with the, with the clove and the banana esters sure. and stuff like that that's a stuff popular that I, beer stuff that yeah, I grew up when one, I was yeah. brewing and you know, when I was going to school in, in Germany um, the Francis Kiner that kind of stuff you know uh, really good stuff uh, and then uh, with the other one we were talking about doing is um, the uh, a Maybach for yeah, Maybach. For, for, for May. Okay, <clears throat> and then nice. uh, transition into something lighter for su- for summertime, like uh, uh, a Belgian blonde or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, and then just kind of roll with the seasons a little bit, you know, and sure. but still have our core beers here that everybody can come in every day and want and go. Once you try, try a sample of this, and you know if you like it, you know we have a lot of people come in and try the sample, and they, they, they've been drinking this, this since we opened the doors up. Right, and they go all of a sudden they go, that's not the same beer you've been drinking. He goes, oh, I didn't really think I liked it, but now I really do. So yeah. I mean that's gratifying in, it, in itself. So we're, we're doing something right, I think. You know, Heck and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We, we, I, I, we just want to just kind of not 
I mean, we were really, really lucky to open the doors with four of our own beers on tap. Yeah. And that's that really doesn't happen a lot with the, the with the breweries that open it up. I mean, I think the guys out at Ellsworth didn't have their own beer for I think three or four months after they opened, maybe more than that. Right. It's, yeah. Um, it's tough. It's yeah. Yeah. Really, really tough. My friend, you got to get to a point where you got to open, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's it. Yeah. yeah. And Rob at Flying Bassett and uh, down the street here in Gilbert, he uh, he he goes he goes I had mine my first beer done by BJ's. You know, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He used to brew there with us, you know, and yeah. I, he came in when when Jeff left, and so it's kind of like a big family. So we all get together, you know, and, and we all help each other out, which is great too. You know, we share yeast, and you know, it's, yeah. you, you need some hops or something like that because you, you, you can get it, and you just pay them back for it. You know, sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's, a yeah. big, it's a big family, and I like it and is, I like yeah. that. I really like it, and I think that's very speaks very highly for the brewing our community here. Is that is that we are uh, such good friends, and we're competitive. Yeah. But still, you don't want the other guy to go bad, you know, so you, you just kind of help him out, you know, yeah. so that's yeah. great. You know, yeah, so. it's exactly. been embracing. It really yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. get that in mortgages too much. No. Right? <laughs> oh, my God, is it cutthroat. Yeah, exactly. You're chopping each other's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, you need a pen? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's right out in, uh, right out in the back of the building right there. Yeah. Lock yeah. the door. Yeah. I got the call. I'm taking your yeah. call. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. It was completely... Uh, a 180 from what I'm used to dealing with mm. cutthroat and mortgages where we're all yeah. out to get every deal we can and that kind of thing. And, and to have the community just embrace you. I mean, we went from where we were just kind of kicking the tires on opening the brewery. And uh, Brian Helton gave us a tour and was talking to us and things like that. Steve McFate, you know, took us on the, on the, on the back over there and was talking to us about nice. some things. Yeah. And, and I was kind of blown away. I mean, the stuff, the info that they're giving you. If you translate that in the mortgage world, I mean, no, no way, no, not a million no. years. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're, you're a competitor. Your superior is like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Why would you help that guy do that? Yeah. Even yeah. if you got That's... a good friend that goes to a different company, yeah. well, you're frenemies. You're not like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right. not like, I mean, you're still my <laughs> yeah. boy outside of work, but you know, <laughs> That's right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and to have it a community where they you know embrace you and open arms and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know we're going to pick up yeast from Huss and you know we picked up uh, yeast the other day from Pedal a couple Huss, of days from Doc and, yeah, Doc, and, and then we you know we uh, you know Anthony down at uh, Santan we yeah. you know so everybody shares what they have I and mean, there's an abundance of it and if somebody doesn't use it it just goes down the drain sure right. you know yeah. and, and yeah. that's kind of a waste of resources too so it, it's you know like like up at Huss Brewing there such a production and santan they they produce all this excess yeast yep and if nobody wants it they it, at some point in time uh, they're not ready for it or they have to they have to just dump it and yeah and and that's an expensive process when you're first starting out it's four or five hundred dollars every time you have to buy yeast to start right, something yeah. out yeah. and that can save that off the top of your off the top of your beer bill that's pretty good yeah. and the fact that these owners we're very, very uh, uh, forthright <clears throat> about telling us these are things that if we had it to do again, we would do it differently. Yeah, you know, yeah. these these were mistakes that we made, and we just want to bring it to your attention. So if you're thinking about that, really think about it. You yeah, know, so. that's right, valuable. Right. That's yeah. value. That's yeah. so valuable. I mean, yeah. mistakes are, you know, you get to a point in your life where you're like, all right, I'm not afraid to make a mistake, but if I don't have to, I'm good with. You right, know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. yeah, if exactly. other people can make the mistake and share the yeah. lesson with you yes that's it's very it's very, very good it's very helpful it's very helpful <laughs> yeah, extremely yeah. i mean even uh, anthony over at santan being so busy and and i mean he's big now i mean he's in the yeah. airport now he's right. distribution i mean i texted him i think a thir- on a thursday night hey it doesn't look like we're gonna get our nitrogen tanks dropped off for the beer for the weekend we're gonna run out is there any way i can bump a nitrogen tank off you in the head 
Friday morning, he's like, okay, yeah, come over and come yeah. over and grab one. And we came and picked it up. And, you know, it, it's it's pretty cool. It's, yeah. pre- it's pretty neat to be embraced. And it's not, we're not all at each other's throats. Right. Yeah. We all want to see each other grow. Exactly. It's yeah. it's that community. Like, it's like when, when you grow, I grow, right? Because if somebody comes out here, uh, I did a, I can't remember who, I think it was Jared Dubina. So from when, when the, the Dubinas owned Dubina, um, Jared had said, you know, if a brewery opens up across the street, that's great for me because people love Joe. It's like, oh, man, there's another one across the street. I'm yeah. going to get a beer here and then go there. Yeah, He's like, they can brewery hop, yeah. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to go to a gas station like, oh, dude, they got gas over there. As soon as I fill up, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. go fill up over there, yeah. right? Yeah. So the beer community is, is, is completely yeah. different. So, And I, I've heard it so many times, uh, the rising water raises all ships, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Well, in, in that, I mean, you guys have – quite a few guest taps as well right yeah yeah and we do we do yeah, yeah. i mean they're they're shrinking as we keep growing but yeah sure you know it's one of those things where we um i i wanted 20 beers on tap. i want a variety yeah i didn't want to just just have like six beers and it's ours yeah. and and i want to try to bring in just, you know the community as yep. well so well in cocktails and wine and even mocktails i love that like i saw that but you don't see that like you don't right. you don't ever see mocktails no so i get we get so many compliments from pregnant women that come in they're like yeah oh my god i want to drink so bad but i can't the mocktail like hit the spot yeah you know? you're like yeah. okay i never thought of mocktail. <laughs> right. but hey i'm happy to help you right know? yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I mean, you guys, you guys have something here for everybody. Like that's, that's it's perfect for this for this spot. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's um, uh, having the wines on tap too. You you notice a lot of times where the husband or the the, the boyfriend drags the the girlfriend or wife along. And, yeah, and they're not beer drinkers, and but they've got wine. Sure. I, yeah. I get probably two or three phone calls a day. I answer. Hey, do you guys have wine or just beer? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we've got wines on we tap. Yeah. Wine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And to have it on tap too is the other thing. It's you're not uh, popping a bottle open and maybe true. pouring yeah. one or two glasses and then dumping the bottle. Yeah. Or yeah. you know, some places do is they'll have the bottle two or three days later and, and it oxidizes the wine and the the flavor on it's not near. And as you good. serve it and yeah. then it's yeah. like, oh, oh man, yeah. I mean, you're, get, oh, I you're getting the freshness yeah. of like the of, of the serving vessel beer. You're also getting that that keg. Beer versus and you now you got it in the wine industry, right? Yeah. And they yep. realize that that that's an important step that they needed to make. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. true. Yeah. Well, the thing I'm most excited about—I won't say the thing I'm most excited about—is the food. Man, this food just—and you—you were setting us up very special for the for the food, right? Yeah, I wanted to do something with a, a beer pairing. You know, okay. something that yeah. goes good with with. Four different beers that we've got with different styles of appetizers that we have. Okay. Um, when I originally started thinking about this, I'm like, you know, I wanted to set up like 12 beers and 12 different, <laughs> you know, menu <laughs> items. You know, you drive home today, Sean. Try Come the on, gauntlet man. over here, but <laughs> uh, set the buffet table up yeah, and just let you go, exactly. let you go through it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, what's um, going on? Oh, it's just Eric and Luke here uh, about yeah. to eat some food. Yeah. <laughs> they set up a cot out back because yeah, they can't exactly. make it home. <laughs> yeah. Jackie, I'm going to get an Airbnb yeah. down here, you know. Yeah. 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 So um, the the food menu uh, blows me away, man. Like things like corn brat pops. Like, what the hell is that even? Yeah, we're actually going to try that today. Oh, so nice. you will find out what well, the hell should, that is all we, about. Should we jump into that and while we're uh, while we're pairing it up, you can we can kind of explain? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I'll just kind of I'll talk about our menu just a second here, Perfect. and then yeah. we can jump into that. 
the me being having that heavy influence on a smoker, the the theme that we we came up with is suds and smoke. Okay. So we do a lot of smoke infused food. So it's not just we're not a barbecue place that's a brewery. Like we have our smoked and roasted cauliflower. Um, we smoke chicken breast, which a lot of places don't do. Uh, we don't do like a big old brisket with a slab with barbecue sauce. Yeah. You know, I really wanted to do something that was a smoke fusion. Okay. That was just, I wanted it to be different. Yeah. I wanted it to be different than everyone. I didn't yeah. want to just open up with burgers, pizzas, and wings and then a brewery. I wanted yeah. to have a different menu. Sure. Um, so I took that smoker background that I've got and, and, you know, we created a, a, a menu. One of the th- one of the things we do that's different than a lot of places is we do the, the smoke tri tip. There's not a lot of places that have tri tip. Oh yeah, and that's a that's really good point. Turned out to be a pretty really big hit. Yeah, yeah. So we're, you're doing a whole tri tip for us, right? Yeah, oh, like the whole thing, <laughs> like thirty pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. We'll just give you a knife and a, and a, and a bib, and you can go to town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. After after enough of these beers, I'll I'll finish that there thing off. Yeah. <laughs> so you got you have a smoker in the back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We have a smoker that's actually uh, underneath the R hood there. Um, nice. We can do up to thirty to thirty-two pork butts at a time. Wow, it's actually a decent sized smoker. Yeah. 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 Nice, yeah. Steve. Does that make it hard? It was you're in the in the like brewing, and you just get that waft of like well, yeah, meat yeah, smoke. The, yeah, the, the food, the food stuff, and I'll go up, I'll go out back or something like that, and the smoke smoke will be coming off of the exhaust outside. I'm like, oh man, I'm hungry. And, <laughs> and, and then and, and then when I'm brewing, I'm you know I, when I st- start dumping hops in the, in the brewing stuff, I got all the cooks coming out going, oh that smells so good. <laughs> you know, we're like swapping flavors, yeah. out there, swapping like, aromas. I'll trade you. I'll yeah. trade you a side tip for uh, yeah, for, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, so. How did you? I mean, because this is a, quite a menu, man. I mean, you've got like everything from from ribs to those those brat pops to buffalo chicken dip. I noticed that was, my eyes just gravitated yeah, towards that. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, that's but a then good even one. like mac and cheese bowls and the tri tip and jalapeno cheddar brat. How did you how did you put this thing together? So I wish I could say that we I could take all the credit on it. Um, we've worked with we worked with a restaurant consultant to okay. kind of put that menu together and to shore sure. up that restaurant side. Yeah. So my background in mortgages, well, you know, I, I have the smoker at home and I home brewed, but I, I didn't. I've never done either of those on a commercial right. level <laughs> right. whatsoever. Right. Right. So once we had, once we had Steve set up where. He had agreed to come in and, and help out with the brewery and help manage that brewery side. You know, I felt comfortable with the brewery. Yeah. But we still had this whole restaurant that we were going to put together. And, you know, I just, I figured to myself, I don't want to just wing it. Yeah. I don't want to try to half-ass it. I don't want to go in and fail miserably on the restaurant. And then sure. the brewery is getting bad marks because our food sucks or yeah. we don't got a good thing going on. Um, so we hired a restaurant consultant that ended up being a friend of a friend that we tracked down after a while of hunting around through several friends that own restaurants. And we were at the way low end of his budget, and he was at the way high end of our oh, yeah. budget. So, <laughs> um, we got very fortunate to get him. Uh, nice. His name is Mark Brzezinski. He helped, uh, he helped create Payway, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn, man. That's, yeah. that's and good. He came out. He flew out from Texas and... and Met with Lisa and I and talked to us about what we envisioned the restaurant aspect of being. And he never really worked with a brewery before, but 
he kind of had a spot, soft spot for startups. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the trip, he's like, you know, this is what I kind of, this is what I envision. I, suds and smoke. And it kind of just, it hit us yeah. real hard. Like, oh my God, that's, that's a phenomenal, that's a phenomenal idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we take that smoker aspect. We, we do, a, you know, a lot of our stuff is beer infused as well. Beer cheese. Um, we brine a lot of our meats in beer. And we took both both the the brewery aspect and the restaurant and the smoker aspect and, and merged them together. Yeah. So our, our theme is Suds and Smoke, and, and we call it a fusion of a smoke fusion concept. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm in, man. Thanks, I'm man. In. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think. I don't know. I got to eat this stuff. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Put us on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, should we, should we. Let's do it. Make her happen. There awesome. Go. Sounds good. Okay. So here we got. Cornbrot pops. Cornbrot pops. Dude, those things look awesome. One of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> I eat a lot of them here. <laughs> yes. yes. So we got, I'm going to let you guide us a little bit. So, uh, Sean, what, so we got, looks like beer cheese. Beer cheese. And, and mustard. Then, uh, granulated mustard on the other one yep. uh, for the other sauce, and then uh, it's it's kind of like a like a, a corn dog, right? You know, yeah. the same kind of thought process as a corn dog, except not a crummy, cheap corn dog yeah. type <laughs> recipe. Right. Um, right. Yeah, and then we don't do it with a crummy hot dog. We actually do it with a, a, a brat pot, like ah, a, a, a brat, dude. like a German brat, like a beer pot, a beer brat. So. Um, so and what are we pairing that one with? We're What's pairing that with the good old boy, the American light lager. All right. So you know what? I'm gonna let Luke. You take the lead on it. Luke is my food and, and beer pairing guy. So my man Luke Irvin is uh, here. Uh, uh, we don't have Luke's microphone yeah, on. Hold on. Turn him on. <laughs> Luke, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? There we go. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hello, everyone. Uh, about to drink on the light lager. So the process for you, Luke, is usually the drink of the beer first and then the food? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I like to smell it, too. This one's real nice and light smelling. Super refreshing on the taste. Go ahead and get one of these pops ready. <laughs> what are you going to go? Luke's going with the cheese first. The beer cheese. He's doing the spin, the spin move. Now. He's getting cheese on my microphone <laughs> cords. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, that looks unreal. That looks amazing. All right, I'm just going to go in. I'm going into it. Yeah, go you should. for it. So the brat pop is very juicy on the inside but crispy on the outside. And so it's got great texture, but the flavor is amazing. Dude, great combination, too, because mm-hmm. you expect when you're eating like a corn dog, you're expecting that crappy hot dog in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. But you crack into a brat in that who the hell thought of this oh, I wish I could take credit for it. Um, our old chef actually came up with this one. Oh man this is real good and oddly enough we lost him for a company that paid him double what we could pay him oh, dude, that's that's tough to I mean what, yeah. what can you do about that yeah 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 so uh, he came in and he was phenomenal at menu creation ideas and things like that and this is one of those things where uh, you know, we taught, he's like, he kicked around the idea with me, and I'm like, yeah, that actually sounds pretty darn good. And my wife is like, I've never had a corn dog before. It sounds disgusting. I don't like You've never had a corn dog? I know. Oh, I know. Man. And she, like, 
She grew up in the Philly, Jersey area, and I'm like, how the heck did you never have a pool? <laughs> Midwest, uh, we call them Pronto Pups, I think, in uh, Pronto Pups? <laughs> yeah. Why, why Pronto Pups? Like, I, I don't know. My wife, <laughs> my wife's from Minnesota. And Iowa, we call them corn dogs, and in Minnesota, they call them Pronto Pups. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm calling them from now on, that's for sure. <laughs> That's my kids. Hey, you want a pronto pup? No. How about corn dog? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, uh, Luke, when you're, when you're doing – so, Luke is all about the pairing of the food. That's what mm-hmm. I, I love about sharing experiences with beer with Luke is, like, he – for me, I'm I'm beer. Stop drinking beer. Eat food. Then keep drinking beer. That's kind of my style. But uh, So, Luke brings in that unique perspective. Now that I've eaten almost my whole brat pop and drinking <laughs> almost my whole sample <laughs> – I like that the uh, the brat pop is spicy, not in terms of heat, but in terms of flavor. Like, you can definitely, I think I'm getting some, like, black pepper or something, but it's not overwhelming, and it pairs really nicely with the light lager, because they're kind of on that same level. It's a very balanced pairing, which I'm enjoying a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, like, the, the spiciness, like, the, the flavor. I almost wish I brought out four more. We could get on that mustard, too. <laughs> oh, I got one and one. Steve and I that, jumped that, on. That, that mustard is always good. That's yeah. real good. So is that house-made house yep. mustard? Yeah. We're a scratch kitchen with the exception of French fries. Okay. Mm-hmm. French okay. fries and ice cream. Yeah. That's everything else. So I have all, all the sauces and everything we do in-house, and everything that has beer in it is our beer Yeah. that we throw in it. So that beer cheese, the mustard has our beer in it. Um, there, I don't know if there's hardly any sauces we make that doesn't have our beer. No. In it. That beer cheese is fantastic, man. Agreed. Thank you. I hope, I hope, you guys put those on nachos. We do. I put yeah, that cheese on nachos. And you're in yeah. luck. That's yeah. one of the ones we're trying. Oh, nice, man. Nice. So I, I'm for me, I'm a stickler on nachos. Like when you put like shredded cheese on nachos, and that just that's it. It's got a short shelf life. Unless you get that immediately, then you're gonna pull one chip off, and the seven of them are gonna come off. <laughs> It's that liquid cheese that that makes a difference on good yep. nachos. Yeah, it does, and that's why we get a lot of good reviews on our nachos. Heck yeah, we put the beer cheese on there. We have shredded cheese on there. It brings it all together. Nice man. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And what do you got on there? You got a little salad. Looks like some uh, shredded uh, Brussels sprouts on there, some and Brussels sprouts on there. A little garnish. Um, uh, actually, the the coleslaw that we have, it's different. We actually have uh, Brussels sprouts as one of the main ingredients for our oh, coleslaw. Nice. Brussels sprouts okay. and kale. Yeah. Believe it or not. So it's a different coleslaw that we do. It's yeah. not like that traditional crummy, milky coleslaw that can go along with a lot of barbecue places. Water-based. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's all yeah. sunk at yeah, the bottom the in your coleslaw, coleslaw soup. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 $4 a pound yeah. kind of, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I was introduced to barbecue, uh, coleslaw with barbecue about seven years ago. My brother-in-law is a, a, a trained chef. And he's like, dude, put this on. I'm like, ah, I don't really like coleslaw. He's like, put it on your pork sandwich with barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. And I did. I'm like, dude, change the game for yeah. for, bar- for, yeah. for, uh, for coleslaw for sure. Now what do we got? We got six little balls. <laughs> 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 These are our pretzels. These the are pretzel our pretzel balls. bites. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Luke, do you want the honors there to jump right in? Is this going with the... Uh, this is going with the Juice is Loose, our juicy? New England okay. IPA. Great. The Juice is Loose. What are you going to go for, Luke? Mustard or... So whenever I do uh, pretzels and beer cheese, I like to do the pretzel and a little bit of mustard and then the cheese, so I get the kind of tanginess, so I'm going to go ahead and do that now. All right, so I just realized at this point, it's a pretzel connoisseur right here. Yeah. So you're, you guys are under the skip. Oh, We're dude, is that it. a pile of wings, too? <laughs> we got a pile of wings coming, too. Nice. Oh, no, those aren't mm. for us. Oh, they are. 
They are. Oh, they are? They are. <laughs> okay. I, I forgot for a second, yeah. There we go. Thank They're you. beautiful. So the texture of the pretzel is great. It's got that nice kind of luscious texture to it, so it breaks up in your mouth nicely. And when you do the mustard and the cheese, you get a little bit of that tanginess from the mustard, which pairs well with the beer. And then the cheese is just so creamy and delicious. It's perfect. Well, I'm doing that then, too. Yeah. Oh, man. That's great. Everywhere we go, Luke gets a pretzel. Does he? <laughs> oh, yeah. He acts like he's looking at the rest of the menu, but he just gets a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. No, good point. That pretzel, that texture of that pretzel, mm-hmm. that's real good, man. Yeah, they're definitely one of our most popular sellers. It's, they're really good. We must have tried, oh gosh, 30 different pretzel variations. Really? Yeah. Like different oh, recipes yeah. And, yeah. Well, you, you really want, you have such passion on something, you really want it to shine through and to have it, you know, with everything from the ambiance of, of the location to the food to the beer to everything and we didn't settle no nah. <laughs> yeah. you can definitely tell <laughs> so luke when you when you taste do you have a technique that you use when you taste food with beer like when you do kind it, of yeah. i like to do them a little bit separate at first not you know a big sip of the beer a big bite of whatever i'm eating but just a little bit to get me accustomed to the flavors and then i just like to mix them so i'll take a sip of beer and take a bite and kind of like swirl it around in my mouth as they're together doesn't sound very appetizing but i promise you it is it's delicious and uh in my experience when you do that you get different parts of the beer or the food that you might not have had before and you know like the saltiness of this and the tang of the mustard mixes really well with this new england ipa and it makes it almost even more refreshing than it might otherwise be which is something i really enjoy in beer yeah that's actually really interesting i just did that gross thing you told me to do (laughs) (laughs) but it was great like it created a whole new flavor they get really like so i had the pretzel and the cheese i didn't do the mustard this time just pretzel and cheese and then a little bit of that new england Mm -hmm. ipa so steve let me ask you this so very polarizing style a lot of brewers are like screw that it's lazy brewing was it hard to be in a classic style guy was it hard to do go into this Actually, actually, this is a this beer is a little more difficult to make than, than a classic beer. Oh, really? It has, okay. a, little, it has a few more tricks in it than uh, to, to get it to come out, you know, right. You have to, you know, most of your, most of if most of the people that make it sometimes aren't putting any any bittering hops in at the start. Yeah. Um, I put a, I put a little bit about twenty percent of my bittering in at the, at, at the start, uh, and then we'll boil it, and then we'll we'll actually when we get done we'll whirlpool it down to get it down to about one hundred and ninety degrees. Yeah. And then we'll uh, we'll add uh, massive amounts of, of aroma and, and uh, hops and cit- the citras and the galaxies and the mosaics and whatever that they use for that. And we'll let that we'll let that roam around in there together for in the whirlpool for about 20, 30 minutes, and and then bring it off. So it's 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 added more step. It, so you've got basically a ninety minute boil, and then you've got all this other another added another hour and a half sure. uh, to it. So it actually is a longer one. And then you have. You have uh, when you when you when you during your fermentation at about the second day while it's still actively fermenting we st- we start dry hopping, okay. So we'll dry hop about six half seven pounds of, of, of some mixtures of hops in on the, on the third at the beginning of the third day and then on the beginning of the sixth day, and then we'll let it finish out and then we'll cold crash it and then and, and, and then we'll take it off and 
and we'll carbonate it and put it back and put it on the serving tanks. But yeah, it's it's there's more there's more actual labor involved in it than this than brewing a say a, a single hopped IPA yeah. or something like that. But it's, so in it's essence, interesting. Yeah, it's the opposite of what some people say. Oh, it's lazy brewing. It's, I, yeah, I, don't, it's, I don't think it's lazy brewing. It yeah. makes me work <laughs> no, hard. No. It makes me work harder just to <laughs> yeah. get it done. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's you know two dry hop sessions on it and you know and that, and that kind of stuff. So and then it's you know you know you want to make sure you give it enough cold time that. You can drop all that all that yeast out of it and stuff, so you still keep your you still keep your cloudiness because of the proteins from the rice and the in uh, not the rice but the oats and the wheat, uh, flake wheat you put in it. So it should stay nice and cloudy. You don't you don't, you don't want to clean it up too much, but sure. Uh, yeah. But you don't want yeast still hanging around in it either. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's that happy yeah. medium between the two. Yeah. yeah. So it is a little it's a little more labor intensive than than just doing a straight straight uh, single hop style. Well, thank you for your labor because that's a great yeah. beer, man. You're welcome. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. When I hear dry hopped, when I hear dry hopped, I think, like, I almost expect very aromatic, very floral, like a lot of those notes. But with yeah. this one, it's super well balanced, which is great for me. So, yeah, that's a really good point. And, and I was going to say, too, for the, for the knowledge of, of the listener, by listener, I mean me, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> dry hop. Explain dry hop versus uh, wet hop in in Okay, well, the, the basic difference is you got kettle hopping, which is what you put in while you're boiling it, and, and while you're boiling the grain. Yeah, yeah while you're boiling while you're boiling your wort. Yeah, and and that basically isomerizes the the uh, hop oils in there and stuff. Yeah. So it basically that, that's your bittering. Okay. So so, so wort in itself is very very sweet. It's good with like you know you can take wort off and put it with a little scotch. Hot, uh, hot toddies. Hot toddies hot are the toddies best, are man. Yeah. The <laughs> yes, yes. So, so once once your hops are isomerized and you got your bitterness there, then everything after that, you, you're looking for your aroma and your flavor hops and stuff because you don't want any more bitterness to it. You just want to extract the florals and, and the fruits and stuff out of it and stuff like okay. that. So, But the dry hop, because there's no heat involved in it, it's just uh, you know adding to the flavors and the aromas to it. Oh, gotcha. And, okay. And so what we try to do is, is do it while it's still kind of a little bit active uh, and fermentation. A lot of you read a lot of stuff. People say, "Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a miss, you know that's a bad thing to do." Yeah. But I think it actually does help to some degree because it's actually still the yeast is still churning stuff in there. Okay. And you're getting more more of a, a mix in it and stuff. So, so it's, towards so, the end of the fermentation. The second second third day. Oh, gotcha. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll throw one in. Oh, and gotcha. We'll throw six or eight pounds in that and let it and let it you know churn for two days and then we'll throw the second batch in and and let it do that and then we'll let it finish out fermenting out till it's terminal okay and then we'll crash it you know and crop it all off and stuff like that and then it's ready to go into the serving tank and be carbon and uh carbonated gotcha so, gotcha okay and, it adds, and i think it adds a good balance it's only about 55 ibus on this stuff so it has a yeah. little bit of bitterness in it it does uh, yeah. but it, but it's yeah. st- but it still allows the back end to come come through with the fruit and the and the, and the, the, the tropical fruits and stuff yeah yeah, I did like that it was a little bit. It had a little bit more hop character than, than some of the. Well, the yeah, that's the, that yeah. was the that's what we got a lot from the people that when we first put it out there. It's a little hoppier than what they were used to having, but it goes. It, it's well balanced enough that they, it made it, made it taste very good to them. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We got a plate of meat right here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so these are our smoked wings. Okay. Yeah. So we've got. Uh, Off the big smoker back there. Put, put them on the smoker. Yeah, nice. they're smoked on there for about an hour. Uh, finished off in the fryer, so we'll smoke them to about 75% being done, okay. and then finish them off in the fryer. We put actually 21 spices on the rub on these on wings. The yeah, yeah. These are, these are what are those 21 spices, Sean? <laughs> um, I played the fifth. <laughs> yeah. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, this pile of nachos too. Only only Chef uh, Scott would know know what we, that is. We've Love got a guy. forklift full of nachos right here. <laughs> Dang. Poor but we're gonna list. we're gonna pair these wings with. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm totally fine with nacho cheese getting on those cords. <laughs> So we've got, uh, we're going to pair the wings with, um, let me guess, this is going to be the smoked porter? Believe it or not, no. I no. didn't want to overdo this with smoke. Okay. So, so okay. I saved the smoke for the the, uh, the, the nachos. nachos with okay. the, the pulled pork on it. Wow, dude, so I didn't see the pork on there. This is our, uh, the black sheep, which is our American dry stout. Okay. What is an American dry stout, Steve? Like, what's that compared to, like, just a stout or? It's... It's just it's just it's probably got less uh, bitterness in it. That's the way I, I look at it, and a little more caramel taste to it. To it. it has a little bit of chocolate malt in it, so it yeah. gives it a little bit of a nice type flavor. It's, it's more of a Guinness style, even though it's, yeah. it's called it's called American style. Sure. Yeah, and it's, it's it's one of my favorites. I mean, I, I like it a lot. I like I like Guinness and stuff, but Guinness is quite hard to try to duplicate because they yeah. do some sick things to their mash and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's totally a secret. They say, but. <laughs> Well, I like this. But I'm not a big fan of Guinness because I don't. I'm, I'm big on carbonation. Mm-hmm. So Guinness is just so flat to me. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. nah. I like this because it's got a little bit of carbonation. It's not overly carbonated no, it's, though. It's yeah, it's pretty lightly. It's on the lower end of carb. Yeah. carb and where, and what's where a stout should be about two, three somewhere in there. Uh, it's great, man. It reminds me of, um, and I know it's completely different styles, but you might be able to tell me maybe similar is like like a black IPA, like the Mother Road Lost Highway. Has a very similar taste. I, I haven't tried that one yet, but uh, I certainly will. But I have it actually. It's it's fairly close as right? far as yeah, yeah. So you, I can definitely sense. I can, I, I can feel that that same like the same mouthfeel on it. Um, basically, if you were to kind of just take a hoppy, hopped up version of that beer, yep. I can see how they can definitely. Be very similar to one another, right. for sure. Yeah. Now, trust me, that's a compliment. It's like one it of my is. top I, beers actually, of I all love that time. Beer. Yeah, it's, it's one a of my great favorites. Beer. Yeah, it really Wonderful is. Wonderful beer, dude. Yeah. Sitting on that patio, um, on like the original location. Yeah. With the, with the, I think they had the happy hour too. It was like twenty three ounce for like three fifty. <laughs> right. Like yeah, yeah. I called yeah. it blackout IPA because there like after go. three or four, you're like, yeah. shit, yeah. man. It's only two <laughs> in the I afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I want to take a nap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've yeah. got we got the smoked wings, and I'm guessing that's a ranch and that's a blue cheese. Yep, one ranch, one blue cheese. They're both in-house made. So being I'm, that I'm scratch big, kitchen, yeah. I'm a big fan of blue cheese, okay. man. So let's right. uh, let's dig in. Put some of that blue cheese and smoked wings in your life. Luke, did you uh, did you? Yeah, I, I've had a chance to try, it, and the beer is awesome. I'm not a super dark beer guy. My palate's not quite adjusted to those flavors yet. But what I like about this beer is you definitely get those roasted coffee flavors, um, you know, those dark roasts. But there's a sweetness that follows it up that makes it not linger on your palate too long. It makes it refreshing, surprisingly, for, uh, you know, a darker beer like this. It's not something I would be drinking on a warm summer day. Nevertheless, it's, it's still a really great beer for someone who's not... Uh, into super super big beers because it's kind of an introduction to that and then with the wings the wings are awesome you definitely get a little that complex flavor from the smoke and then the fact that they're fried after gives them that crispiness to it yeah yep I was going to say that as well like that crispiness is crucial because you it's crisp but then it's juicy chicken on the inside yeah. definitely yeah, yeah you don't <laughs> yeah. want to just mushy with, just sit there when they're baked mm-hmm. you have that crispiness on it that um, 
that has that that mouth feel to it that the texture blue I cheese is fantastic yeah too. thank you yeah. thank you yeah it's, and i'd really thought that that stout would pair well with it because not necessarily the wings but just the the spices that we throw on it it really kind of complements it and the crispiness of the wings is very surprising because they don't when you look at them they don't look like they're going to be super crispy but when you're eating them it's almost like it's almost like they're battered a little bit because they have a crispiness to them that doesn't come from just a basic cooking of a wing. It's delicious. You guys can probably hear me Glad crunching in the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I had to pull my mouth away to avoid the crunch making yeah. it through. Yeah. I keep finding myself doing that too. That's probably those 21 secret herbs and spices. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, those are fantastic, man. Nice work. Yeah, nice work on you. everything. Yeah. Appreciate it. Chef, Chef's done a wonderful job putting this all together for us today. We still have the pork nachos, like, creeping over our <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> I was just taking a look at that. <laughs> She's a beast. Oh, dude, that is huge. Dude, great selection on the food, man. Like, just the, the range of everything. I'm seeing, And I've seen you even have, like, a vegetarian burger. Yeah. Got some salads. Once again something for everybody yeah yeah we really tried to to, to complement as much as we could all the dietary restrictions that are out there and it, oh gosh it's so tough There's so many <laughs> it's so tough so you know put putting our menu together i was thinking oh you know we're gonna do these smoked and roasted cauliflower bites and oh you know oh god they're gotta be vegan i mean it's cauliflower and olive oil and da, da, da. and then you don't even think at the end okay at the end with Part of the, the what we toss them in has Parmesan cheese in it, and you're like, uh, okay, yeah, oh darn, okay, it's not vegan friendly, darn it, yeah. you know, and and so you you really try to have something for everyone, but you it's so hard to accommodate all the styles. It's impossible these days, right? It's like I'm allergic to liquids, yeah. Yeah. solids, yeah. liquids. Do you have anything that's not a liquid right. or a solid? Right. <laughs> well, actually, no, we yeah. don't. We got I'm some CO2 to gas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could pinch that. Yo, yeah, something for everybody. We got some gas here. So what do we uh, now? Okay, so now we're getting into the smoked. This is the uh, smoked chili smoked. Chipotle I just asked question. Uh, Sean a question as he just <laughs> devoured Lo- one of loaded, those wings. Yeah, loaded the wing. <laughs> Dude, that is great. It's a chipotle, chipotle smoke. You said smoke chipotle. Yep, chipotle. Porter. Actually, they actually put hang a bag of chipotle por- uh, peppers in there and let it sit there for four like five uh, like tea bag style. Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. yeah and the, in the, at the end of fermentation, we'll just we'll just hang about eight pounds in there and let it set there for a few days. Yeah, this beer is awesome because the spice on it isn't overwhelming by any means. It's very subtle and it kind of just contributes in a nice way. And it's paired up with right the nachos, the back, yeah. yep. paired up with the nachos, you get the real meaty. Like the pork has a real meatiness to it, which I really really enjoy. And then you throw that on top of a crunchy chip. The texture's there. If you're lucky, you get one of those fresh jalapenos. And it comes full circle with the beer, too. It's awesome. That's a good point with the uh, the pork. Because I think sometimes, and, and I'm on the, in this camp as well, is sometimes I like my... Sometimes people cook their pork so much that it's just like, it liquefies it. Yeah, takes you know? all the fat out of it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of flavors. Yep. And this yep. one's got some, it's got a little, little something to it. Yeah. Yeah. 
we do. I mean, we do smoke it for eight hours, but yeah. it's a slow smoke. I want that smoke on. I want that smoke flavor on there, but I still want to leave that flavor on. Like that comes from the fat and the meat. You don't yeah. want to. You don't want to cook it all out and then it turns dry. Yep. Making delicious nachos can be tricky because there's so many ingredients to keep balanced, but the pork is really the star of this dish, which is awesome. And then you get everything else in the background just contributing to it. These nachos are fantastic. Yeah, and then throw some extra beer cheese on there. And yeah. <laughs> right. get, some, get some beer cheese That's on. what I just went. I went for the bottom part where there was just a pool of beer cheese down there. I'm like, yep, that's the we one. Went with, we went with a thicker ship, too, so it's not constantly breaking on you. So That's a really good idea because... Chips can get soggy like yeah. Yeah. instantly, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So you got something, yeah. When I'm looking here, they're they're thicker than a tortilla chip, but thinner than a, like a, a pita chip, right? Kind of somewhere in between, yeah. Which is a great choice. Yeah, we make our own. Uh, we make our own chips in house. Oh, you make your own chips? Yes. Yeah. Damn, yeah. dude, how do you do that? <laughs> well, that's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a good secret because when you chew on them, they're very delicate. But these chips are covered in cheese and pork and all sorts of other deliciousness, and yet they're still not breaking. And they're layered from top to bottom, covered in cheese, so you're not grabbing a dry chip when you get later on in the dish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the you nucleus, want them to hold right? Up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely want them to hold up. You want to you want to put that cheese on there. You want to have that pork on there. I mean, they're so they're so big. You got you got you to be able to have, have those things have some consistency. At the last part of it, I hate picking up the you know, in a flimsy. It's all flap. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Uh, yeah, and you still eat it, and you're like, ah, oh, that's still good. But there's something about that crunch. But the crunch is good. Yep. <clears throat> and just circling back to the spice level too. My mouth isn't on fire, but my ears are warming up a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting a real nice balance between you know the fresh jalapenos. When I see those, I expect them to be fiery hot, just because whenever I see a fresh pepper, that's what I'm guessing I'm going to get. But these are. Are, are they fresh jalapenos? They are? Yes, yes. Yeah, so they, they have a great <clears throat> level of spice to them, and it's not lighting me up, but it's putting me in a place that I want to be. And, and that's a good point because you've got the, even the seeds in there, right? So sometimes yeah. you take the seeds out to right. take that heat out. You're yeah, like, no, we're, leaving the, we're yeah. leaving the heat in there. Well, and it uh, contributes to the flavor in a tremendous way. Yeah, yeah. yeah the nachos are a big hit for nice sure. Nice work, guys. Yeah. Nice yeah, work. thanks. Dude, everything is fantastic. I'm I'm. I'm not done there, so just <laughs> so we know, right? No, <laughs> take your time. Take yeah. your time, yeah. my friend. Take your time. So, what's na- like? What's what's the plan for for a hell of a brewing company? Ooh, boy, you're ready for that one, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. You threw me a curveball on that one. Um, you actually, we that's probably one of our our most frequently asked questions. Believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think the first time I heard it, we were open a week, and it was like, oh, that's awesome. When are you guys gonna open up number two? And I'm like, holy cow. You know what I went through to get number one? <laughs> no, we're still going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think in a perfect, perfect world, we would we would do a tasting room somewhere in the East Valley, maybe a little more outskirts, uh, and do distilling mm. with it. Okay. So the brewery, the brew house, would supply beer to the tasting room, have a distillery on site over there, supply spirits for this site here and they complement each other we do a little bit of different menu over there maybe a reduced menu and have it as a, a tasting room with it still has food still service, has a kitchen yeah. on there yeah. still has some food service that's on some there. food service yeah yeah because that the, the beer i have the saying with the beer brings the people in but the food keeps the cheeks in the seats yeah 
in a really nice. Keep in the seats. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of the research I was doing when we were putting the business plan together is, okay, what's the difference between just doing just a brewery where you have no restaurant and then you have a restaurant, a brew pub where it's got a restaurant and a brewery and just the amount of time that people spend at a brew pub that has a restaurant is significantly more than just someone going in for some for some tastings of beer, have a couple pints mm. here and there. And if you can keep someone here and you get a, a local following, um, you know, I think you really got a winner if you got that. So Well, in that range that you have too, right, with the cocktails, the mocktails, the wine, all that kind of stuff. Like this is this is quintessential neighborhood place, right? I don't know why you guys didn't open up by where I live, you know, but, you know, we'll let that pass for now. <laughs> hey, no, maybe number two or three, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, no, it's it's great because, I mean, like, great, like, today, it's kind of weird. I think we are talking about it is since you guys have been open, like, you have these great doors, and you're thinking, dude, we're going to have these things open all the time. And we've had a kind of a weird yeah, winter. It's been yeah. a lot colder and rainier and more yeah. miserable than, than I want it to be. Totally, totally. But having this, like, over the years, this is going to be the place for people to come. Because I see that you guys have great selection of TV, so I'm assuming you're going to have sports on. And yep, we have yeah. Sunday football on. Um, we do the football package. I even Pac-12. have a TV dedicated to the <laughs> Pac-12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah even that yeah. one. So I wanted it. That was one of our other passions, too, is, is sports. Yeah. You know, so to bring it all and kind of incorporate it all together. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, we did is, I didn't go skimpy on the TVs. I mean, I didn't put, I like, a 52-inch TV up. I, no, I went that, 75. Yeah. We were even going to put one in the brewery so that I could watch the Cubs games during the summer. There you go. There you go. Well, I saw that he – there's one right there. That's, that's, that's the one I That's, that's the, the one I watched. That's the one, yeah. yeah. So now we've got – this is uh, – this is – Red October. Pretty excited about this one. Yeah. What is what is this? It's technically a, a red IPA. Okay. Uh, and it has it's been finished with uh, French oak chips. So it gives this is a, the one. It gives it a this little bit of the... a woody woodiness and a, and a real creamy taste to it. I think Luke just got a woody from this. From Luke. <laughs> <laughs> so this was oh, your man. homebrew. Like this is one that you I made did, at I, home. I, I yeah. did this for about 10, 12 years in my garage, and then. Uh, it was always the, one of the most uh, asked for, along with my Hefe Bison, that my wife will not drink anybody else's Hefe but mine. And she's like, so when are you going to make it there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like yeah, here. she's been asking. So she hasn't yeah. had it for a while because you... Uh, I, have, I haven't brewed at home. Well, we tried a couple of ones this summer, but we didn't do any beer that she liked anyway. But uh, I just haven't had the time because I, uh, I can just grab it from the brewery and take it home and put it on my tapper. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's true. Well, we're already brewing. Why go home and brew again? Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. 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 So, what makes a red IPA like? What because I mean, it's got the, a little rye in it. And, okay, you know that gives it a, you know a, a little a little ryeness, a little dryness to it and stuff. Sure. Uh, and then there's some uh, some darker uh, crystal malts that you know bring the, bring the, the color into it and, and things. Cat other than that, other than that, it's pretty much a, 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 the same as a, as a regular IPA, other than the rye and, and some. I think there's some crystal 120 in this a little bit on, on it and. Uh, and then, and then when you when it's all done, when it's all done, you just uh, hang it, hang some about seven pounds of French oak chips on it for a, a week, and it kind of picks it up, uh, that, that wood flavor, and, sure. and it kind of I think it makes the beer kind of like a creamy taste to it, to it, and, and very Definitely. palatable. Yeah, finish. and yet you just get that hint of wood at the back end of it, you know. So uh, I'm really happy the way it came out, and this is actually an unfiltered beer. Oh, really? Yeah. 
We don't. I would fil- not we have, have guessed that. that any, any, any of the beer that we have so far, we have yeah. not filtered. Okay. I have a I have a filter, but we were missing some parts, and it hasn't come in yet. <laughs> so so all the beer, all the beers. I wouldn't have known that though. Yeah. All, yeah. The, all the beers that we we produce here are unfiltered, so there's yeah. nothing added to them. So. Um, so this, 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 these, these are crystal clear. I think you know, why, why filter when you don't need to? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. What would be the reason? Like, what would be the reason to? to uh, some, of, some of your lighter beers, like your your, um, like that good old boy, we could make them really, really bright and shiny. You know, that's basically all you're going to do to them because the lagering will take care of most of the uh, cloudiness. But if you want it to sparkle and shine like a Coors Light in a, in a crystal clear glass. Sure. Yeah, you, you can do it, but is that is that worth spending the extra money for and the extra time on? Nobody if, wants that. If, if right. no. you know, I mean, I think I think that's I think that's what the, uh, the American public has been sold on is to have this crystal clear American Pilsner that you know that you could sit on, on a table and turn the lights off and it's supposed to shine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Glows <laughs> in the dark. Yeah. 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 I'm not. I'm not down for that. So when I'm tasting this, like this, is, and I can be completely off base, but maybe it's because of the wood too. I almost get like a slight hint of like a bourbon or something. Mm. That's probably from the from the oak chips because yeah. it's, right? it's a, it's a medium too. Yeah. yeah, the thing about all these beers that I really love is how balanced they are. So this one, you know, when I hear red IPA, I don't quite know what to expect. I think malty and I think hoppy, you know, and then I drink it, and it's very balanced in between the two of those they they kind of you know jump back and forth between them and you it's very complex so you're searching you're trying to put a finger on it and you almost can't and as you're saying you know creamy wood all these things those are the complex flavors that you know you don't taste them every single day but Mm -hmm. once you hear them they kind of unfold on your palate and it's very interesting in that way yeah yeah it shines through there we picked a good one, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, you stalked him for a reason. Right? You know, we never, ever, ever would have opened this brewery without Steve. Ever. Steve's never like, would have thought about it. Yeah, it <laughs> Steve was on board, it yeah. was, it was we, we felt, you know, okay, we got the brewery covered. We're pushing ahead. Yeah. Well, when, when I talked to you yesterday, so we, we, we uh, saw each other at Pedal House. That was yesterday. Was that yesterday? Two days yesterday. ago. Two days ago. Two, oh, two days ago. Yeah. Two days ago, yeah. yeah. Um, you'd let me know, like... He was your guy. Oh yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, hey, here's Steve's my top ten. Like, no. No, I I'm knew. getting this guy. I'm chasing for Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steve was the guy. Yeah. He told me from the start. He says that if you if you don't come over, I'm not. This is not going to come to fruition. He goes. He goes. You're it. If not, it's a dead idea. Yeah. 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 It was Steve or Bus. Steve, yeah. thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you. Thank you. I know you're not responsible for that, but no, thank no. you for the cheese on those nachos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of it is, Mike. Yeah, 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 he does have that his is, hand in that, that That's role. true. Yeah, yeah. That the beer cheese true. comes yeah. from, yes. from our beer. Yes. yes, indeed. So uh, another thing we talked about um, two days ago was a little self, yeah. self, you know, uh, self-indulgence. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, I want to hear myself talked about a little bit. Uh, but uh, no, so you're, you've been a fan of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've followed almost, you guys yeah. for, ooh, I want to say almost two years mm-hmm. now. Mm. Um, so putting this together, I just tried to just soak up as much knowledge as I can. Yeah. Right. So I, I read, um, uh, I read Sam, oh, I'm going to probably butcher his last name, Sam Callion's book. Calagino um, or whatever yes, it is. Yeah, yes, dog yes. head guy, yes. Brewing up a brewery or... Sam, or yeah. yeah. And I re- Sam C. Yeah. Yep. Sam, Sam C. C. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I read that book, um, and I started to entrench myself in the local brewery scene. So uh, I just started pulling up podcasts, and I was like, oh, oh man, this one's all right. This one's cool. This one's about Arizona breweries. And yeah. so I started to listen to it. 
and I'd get a notification every time. Oh, new podcast, new podcast, new podcast. <clears throat> and I'd sit there and I'd download them. We'd take a trip somewhere. I'd have them all downloaded and I'd listen to them back to back to back. Or, um, you know, I'm at home and got some downtime. I'd sit there and listen to it. And, uh, man, I've been a fan for a couple of years. So Dude, as we started that. to put this together, I'm like, I, I've got to contact her. Gotta, gotta get a hold of her. <laughs> yeah. Got to. And yeah. I don't know if you remember or not, but we've barely, barely opened. And I think you either liked a comment we had or commented on something. And I said on there, I was like, hey, man, once we get our feet on the ground, yes. I'm going to come do a podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, let me know. Yeah. And I think that's when we first connected through Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And and I kind of felt like, okay, after a couple months under our belt, all right, we're starting to get our feet on the ground here, starting yeah. to get our flow into things. And um, that's when I reached out to you. I was like, hey, let's do a podcast, man. Let's get it going. So, Dude, I was like, yeah. let's do it. Like yeah. right away. And they're like, hey. So when I saw the other day, you're like, dude, we're going to do food pairings. I'm like, Pfft. Come on. I think I got this body from like... We'll see you at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. Well, you know what? That, I, I love that you say that, and I appreciate that. It's, it's kind of cool to get um, feedback from within the industry. So, so our target audience and, and what we've found is uh, it's people on the fringe, right? People that, uh, like we were talking about before, is... People that went somewhere on vacation, they had an IPA. They're like, "Oh man, I didn't like. I knew I like IPA." So we want to help get those people in, into breweries, right? But also a huge following within the industry. So I, Dustin from Helio Basin was telling me one time. He's like, "Dude, he's like, I've known Brian Helton for ten years. He's like, I don't know his story. He's like, we have beers, we, we get bits and pieces. He's like, so yeah. for me to listen for forty five minutes to Brian Helton's story, he's like, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Sarah from Twelve West told me at Strong Beer. She said, hey, we got this new sales rep that uh, that, that came in, and um, I'm kind of trainer on all this kind of stuff. She's like, so we were on the road, and I had her listen to our episode, the 12 West episode of your podcast, to teach her about the history of this company. I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. badass. Like a yeah. training resource. Yeah, that's awesome. I never thought that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I appreciate it. I, Absolutely. I, I really do. Absolutely. I, I learned a lot in... Um uh, it was really cool to hear a lot of the stories, the back-end stories, the, how yeah. the breweries came together, yeah. yep. you know, and, and some of the trials and tribulations that they had putting it together. Um, you know, some of these guys, I mean, there was a couple, and I can't remember the breweries off the top of my head, where they started, they tried to start a brewery several different times, and it didn't come out, and, you know, they op- or they opened on a shoestring budget, and now they're, like, you know, they're doing really good, and those are those success stories that really... To give you that inspiration to kind of keep pushing yeah. through when you hit a hard time on, on opening something like this. So yeah, yeah, it was really neat. Awesome, man. Dude, yeah. I love it. And, and thanks for having me down. Yeah, I thanks mean, for I coming. Think, uh, thanks for coming. I'm gonna have to uh, figure out the Uber ride from uh, you know my place to here. I think I'll be able to make See it happen. Fair is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We yes. got a couple hotels down the street. There yes. we go. <laughs> Camp out for the weekend. You know what, dude? <laughs> I, I have to say this. This last this this um, this red October. It's my favorite one. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, they're all crazy. good. All yeah. good. That juicy IPA is so good. And there's so many places that try to do juicy IPAs. And yeah. some of my favorites, like, you know, Ren House and in the shop, they've been doing them for years now. You know, I would say years, like two years, right? Because, yeah. I mean, this industry is so young out it's here very, in Arizona. Yeah. But but they've been just perfecting that, perfecting that. And to come in here for you guys to be uh, as young as you are and to kill it with that juicy IPA. Our, our second batch. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I know. Steve, nice work, man. Yeah, thank you. Nice thank work. You. But this one stole the show. Red October stole the show, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we started, we started talking about this beer, and, and 
I'm like, we're going to put French oak on what? A French <laughs> PA? <laughs> yeah. It seems Steve's like goddamn right yeah, we yeah, are. Goddamn straight we are. Wasn't a question, Sean. No. It was a statement. It was a statement. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. We've got one more we want, what you probably want to try before we leave. He sets us, sets us on tap. We'll give you some of the uh, Irish red ale. Yeah, uh, oh, we, that we're putting on for Saint, 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 Saint Patty's, Patty's Day. Day. Yeah, so we'll yeah. have the stout and we'll have the uh, red red the ale for him. So, yeah. no green beer. No green beer. Irish red. Yes, yes. Guys, thanks once again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Great beer. Great Appreciate nachos. Guys. Luke, what do you say about the food pairings? I say thank you for wining and dining us. <laughs> yes, yes. Or <laughs> bearing and dining us. <laughs> yeah, and Luke especially wants to thank you for the pretzels. That's, oh, yes. That's his bag right there. He yeah. killed it. He killed it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully you guys leave uh, full and a little bit of a buzz to you. So. A little bit. There you enough. go. Just enough. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, thank you much. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Get down to hell of a brewing company. These guys are doing some awesome, awesome stuff. So I definitely recommend that Red IPA and the nachos. Those were definitely my favorites. But based on what we tasted and what we drank, uh, ate and drank, I don't think you can really go wrong with this place. So check them out. Let them know Tap That AZ sent you. And in the meantime... Always remember, stay awesome.